Please begin the meditation by finding your body sitting here, or if it's lying down, find it lying down. And finding your body means to feel it or sense it. To become aware of it in the posture that it's taken. And there are many different ways one might discover their embodiment here. You might be aware of the temperature of the body, meaning it's warm or it's cool. Or you may notice the weight of the body. It may feel heavy, or it could feel light. Or you may notice the alivement aliveness that's here in this moment through the movement of the sensations of the body. You may be having some pleasant sensations or some unpleasant sensations. The sensations could feel smooth or vibrant or crackly. Or you just might be aware of the contact with the cushion or the bench or the chair. And this vibratory aliveness that is sitting in your seat will include the movement of your life's breath. It's very traditional 
to begin the meditation, begin the first foundation of mindfulness with mindfulness of breathing. And you may know your breathing conceptually, but what we're more interested in is knowing it experientially. Noticing how the body breathes itself. You may be particularly aware of the sensations in the, at the nostrils with the in-breath and the out-breath. Some of us are more aware of the expansion and relaxation in the chest. Many of us are aware of the rising and falling of the abdomen, even very subtly with each breath. And some of us just sense the whole body as it breathes. And one is not better than the other, but it's very helpful to stay connected with one area, not just move around from the nose to the chest to the belly to the whole body, but really stay focused, stay centered in whatever area is most acute for you. And then give yourself to it, devote yourself to it. See how intimate you can become with each breath. It's said in Buddhist mythology that the Buddha breathed himself to enlightenment, to awakening. That this was the practice he did when he awoken. And the kind of energy that is helpful is to be very devoted 
to just this breath. And then to be devoted to this breath. And now this breath. In this very, very simple practice is extremely powerful. It connects us to the essence of who and what we are. It connects us to our spirit. The etymology of the word spirit is to breathe. Stay close to your spirit your breath and see, discover what happens if you let go of yesterday and tomorrow. If you let go of what happened so far this morning and you let go of what's going to happen two hours from now and come into the simplicity of this moment of being alive and breathing. See what it's like to very gently, very kindly keep becoming more intimate with this breath now.
and being aware of the breath is just seeing what is it? What is it here experientially? Is it rough or smooth? Is it soft or does it have some density to it? Is it, is it delicate or forceful? Does it have a long duration or is it short, quick? And we don't have to do the breath. We don't have to force the breathing. We don't have to create the breath. We simply want to open to the liveness that's here, that breathes itself. So devote yourself moment by moment to this very, very, very simple but difficult task of being mindful of the body breathing. And whenever you may discover you've lost touch with the breath or become disconnected from the breathing, be very happy you've made that discernment and then begin again with this breath now. No need for any criticism, judgment, simply being aware of Mindfulness of breathing, moment by moment by moment.
We have a few minutes for, if you have any questions about the initial instructions about being mindful of your breath. Okay, everybody knows how to do that now. Great. How's that? Can you hear me? Okay. So such a beautiful morning for practice. It's very sweet to sit with you just now. And I just have one small announcement about one of the forms that we practice here at Spirit Rock. And as we were sitting, I was reflecting on this present moment. Being in the body is a really wonderful way to be in the present moment because this body is always in the present. So using that as your anchor is such a beautiful way to begin. The Buddha often began all of his teachings with mindfulness of the body, of the breath. And yet, sometimes when we're so focused on being in the present, we forget a whole context. There's always a context that this moment is participating in. There's the past, there's the future, there's time and space. And the Buddha said we need to remember to be in the present, but he also said we need to have clear understanding. So sati is mindfulness. Sampajanya in Pali is this clear understanding. Or a, uh, it's like a knowledge an intuitive knowledge that knows what's going on at any given time, clear knowing. And part of that is understanding that we're embedded in a particular culture. There's all kinds of history that comes in this this culture. And unfortunately, there's a way that we forget how power dynamics work in communities, how we have a history of oppression and dominance, supremacy. And so here at Spirit Rock, we really want to acknowledge to understand those conditions that we're living in. We're not coming here and forgetting them. They're always conditioning our practice, how we are in our bodies, how we are with each other. And so we have this very beautiful form of practice called affinity groups. It's not a perfect form. Some of us love affinity groups. Some of us don't like affinity groups. But it's just our very imperfect way of remembering of what's going on here in the present moment and also all that's come before. And because of our particular backgrounds, our different contexts, we have a very different experience of being on retreat. And so some of us in an affinity space, the silence, the offering, the support of sitting with others who have similar backgrounds, similar identities, maybe similar historical sense of oppression or dominance, 
this can feel like a very deep support, a kind of compassion that means that we're all in it together, a kind of solidarity, even if we're offering at 2.30 that certain folks can go sit in the council house to recognize these different identities. So we, of course, can't do affinity groups for all of the many identities in this, in this room. But in this retreat, we're going to offer two different affinity groups. So the first one is for people who identify as black, indigenous, or people of color. And that's going to be offered today at 2.30. And we'll be rotating. So every other day, there'll be the BIPOC affinity group at 2.30, just right across the way in the council house there. And we'll have a staff member who is supporting that. I think today they'll kind of open and give some instructions. Those are held in silence. And often, I think, after the first day, they'll be peer-led so that whoever wants to come and kind of sit and watch the time and have the bell and ring at the end of the 2.30 sit. So it's a half hour, 2.30 to 3. So that'll happen today for the BIPOC folks. And then tomorrow, we'll have the same offering for those who identify as lesbian, gay, queer, uh, intersex, asexual, two-spirit, gender non-conforming, non-binary, trans, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll be offering this for those who identify with the queer community as part of that community. So again, that'll be at 2.30, same, same, and we'll have a staff member who opens and supports that the first day tomorrow. You're welcome to go every, if you have both, if you identify both as BIPOC and LGBTQIA, you can go every day. You can go every other day, depending on your affinity. You don't have to go at all, completely optional. So just to know that this is an offering that we, um, that we're really honoring part of solidarity. And if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, you don't have to go. Are there any questions about that part of the retreat? Okay, thank you so much for this practice, yeah. Um. One of the beautiful uh, gifts of Buddhism is learning how to let go and how letting go leads to freedom, letting go of grasping, clinging, letting go of greed, hatred, and delusion. And what that means this morning is you have the great opportunity to let go of your cell phone, which some of us may be attached to. And uh, for some of us who are older, we remember the world before cell phones. Uh, it's true, there was a world before cell phones. <laughs> and, and it was, it was great. I would come on retreat. I didn't even think about my cell phone because there weren't any. And it and the retreat went fine. You know, it went it went like a retreat, up or down, good or bad, whatever. But and life went 
you know, life did itself, even without cell phones. And so we want to encourage you to let go of your cell phone. And we do a very simple ritual because it's, it means something. I'm joking because I like to joke about serious things so it helps us relax with them. But for some of us, it's really, you know, you know, it would be, I could have come with my cell phone. I do have one now and just sat up here and, and uh, read to you off of the cell phone what I'm supposed to do, and right? That would be quite um, modern. Uh, but I'm uh, not doing that because um, that's not what we're doing here is staying connected to social media or to the internet or to other people outside of this retreat. You notice we're not talking to each other here. Well, we also don't want to talk to anybody else in the whole world, which, of course, you could talk to or text or, or chat or whatever, whatever the modern technology is that connects us. And we want to let go of it and see what's right here, right here, sitting in here and I'm pointing at all of you, each of you, really see what's right here, because this is wilder than any technology. What's sitting in your seat is wilder than your phone. And so we want you to, um, we're going to ask you to get in a line and then put your phone in here. And if you haven't, anybody not have their phone with them? Raise your hands. Let me see. Um, could you go get your phone now and bring it? And, and it's fine to go if you haven't gotten it yet. And if there's, um, yeah, and, and go ahead and just don't walk super slow. You don't have to run or anything, <laughs> but, but go ahead. And if you had your hand up, it's really, you know, we're asking, but really we're telling you, go get your phone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And, I, you know, we know it's a big deal. And so we're not saying you won't have feelings about it or you might not regret it or something. And we'll see if there comes a point where you need to get it back. You can get it back. But right now, let's let go of it and then see what happens. And for the rest of us, we're just going to sit for a minute or two while everybody's getting there phone or if really what would be nice I think given you've been sitting is to stand for a minute and we don't always give standing instructions but I like to stand so I'll give you a few simple standing instructions when I did my first long retreat I would make sure to do one hour of standing a day meaning not five minutes at a time, but just stand for an hour and doing standing meditation. And it's the same principle of what we've been doing. Feel yourself in this upright position. And if for any reason you can't stand, you don't have to stand, but you could also lay down if you want to stretch out your body for a minute or two, if that would help you relax or get some more energy. 
but it means first just feeling your body in this posture. This is a standing posture. And it's very helpful to be as balanced as possible, given your standing. And you could simply be aware of the body standing, or you could be aware of the body that's breathing while it's standing. And you could be aware of the breath. And one of the, um, one thing you can do is see where does it feel best to put your hands. You can put your hands in your pockets. You could put your hands in front of you at the belly. You could put a hand on your belly and on your chest, as some people do. You can put your hands behind you and hold your hands behind you also. And of course, at whatever, whatever form your body takes, wherever you put your hands, you want to stay upright and relaxed. And either be mindful of the body standing or mindful of the body breathing while it stands. And now for all of you that have your cell phone with you, get your cell phone and we're going to make a line starting right here. And we want the, and so if you're, if you're in the front, go around and make the line. Go this way. And if somebody wants to begin the line right here, that's good. Right in the middle. <laughs> you could start, yeah, please, please, and then just wait now. Yeah, but no, go ahead, line up is fine. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead and, and take your time, but, but everybody get in line with your phone. And just for my uh, benefit, how many people have already turned in their phone to the manager? So look around for a second. You can see a lot have been tuned in. And you have the option. You could get in line also as part of the ceremony, which is, is, is and, and just make an offering as if you're giving your phone, even though you don't have it. And that's really, it's nice. Then it's all of us together doing it. And we'll begin. And what you come, you can just um, put your phone in the, wait, Thank you. Um, in the basket, and pardon. And if you haven't um, put your name on it, we do have even tape and some and a pen, and you can do that. And then, if you're not doing anything, you can sit down. That's fine, and we'll do it in a very relaxed way. But just put it in. I'll ring a bell. You can bow. You don't have to bow. Whatever you would like. 
And we'll begin now, please. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Don't want me to do a chant while Pardon? we do it? What? A chant while we do it? Chant. A chant. chant? I didn't know we were doing a chant. No, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not so monotonous. <laughs> No, I'll do another Thich Nhat Hanh chant. Um, it's uh, happiness is here and now. That's what I'm do. Do a little chant to where he will lead. I'm going to ring a bell during the chant, and we'll begin. Please. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. I don't need to hurry. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Somewhere to go, something to do. But I don't need to hurry. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries nowhere to go nothing to do I don't need to hurry happiness is here and now I have dropped my worries Somewhere to go, something to do, but I don't need to hurry. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Nowhere to go nothing to do I don't need to hurry happiness is here and now I have dropped my worries somewhere to go something to do but I don't need to hurry. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. I don't need to hurry. Happiness 
is here and now. I have dropped my worries somewhere to go, something to do. But I don't need to hurry. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. I don't need to hurry. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Somewhere to go, something to do. But I don't need to worry. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. I don't need to hurry. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. I don't need to hurry. Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Somewhere to go, something to do. But I don't need to hurry. <coughs> Happiness is here and now. I have dropped my worries. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. I don't need to hurry. Your phones will be lovingly cared for. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Is this on? Can you hear it? Great. So the last piece of this morning's instructions is to talk about the movement meditation. 
And you've noticed that on the schedule, there's alternating stillness practice and movement practice. And we got a note asking, is the movement practice with Hakim all day? <laughs> so we all, we kind of all want 24-7 Hakim, don't we? <laughs> but just to clarify and then say some words about walking. <coughs> movement meditation generally means walking meditation. And we use this kind of language, stillness and movement, to be inclusive of the postures. So if you have a body that is needing different kind of movement, maybe stretching, yoga, other kinds of tai chi, this is a possibility for you, at least during one or two of the, the movement sessions. You have Hakim teaching every day at three. And so our strong encouragement from the team is if walking is available to you, to really take each movement session as a walking meditation session. Just as important as the stillness or the sitting practice. And often I think because we're here and we're guiding the stillness and we're giving you all these instructions about how to sit in meditation, we think, oh, walking is like, I'm going to walk down to the kitchen and have some tea and then maybe just hang out and look at the birds, which is wonderful. You know, often it's nice to be relaxed in practice, but... Walking meditation is so beneficial and useful and very important, actually, just as important as sitting. And there's several reasons for that. We'll talk a little bit more about this, but we, and even just chanting now, there's a subtle energetic body that is being influenced through our practice. So all of our, these other movement practices, Tai Chi, Yoga, Qigong, it's all working with a subtle body, but slow meditative walking in particular in this tradition, helps move this process of insight, of clear seeing, really helps us metabolize. So it harmonizes the energy, helps calm the restlessness, it helps enliven sleepiness. And so then all of the insights, all of these openings and awakenings can happen in an easier way. It facilitates this kind of insight. So we're alternating, and also some of us are studying the Buddha's suttas, and we're reading this sutta. The Buddha prescribes a schedule, a daily schedule. He says sitting and walking. That's what he did. This is exactly how he spent his days. And so here we are, 2,600 years later, doing the same kind of schedule. So walking, please do it if this is available to you. And slow walking in particular is very helpful for this kind of practice. Maybe over the 10 days, we'll, we'll offer different ways. But in these first days, what we really want to do is start cultivating samadhi. We're cultivating a gathering, a unification of the heart and the mind. And when we start to move slower, this helps this happen. It helps us stay more in the present moment. So we see how we use our bodies, how we move our bodies, very much influences the heart and the mind. So for a walking session, you already had beautiful instructions from Eugene around standing. So the recommendation would be to find a lane or a path that's about 10 to 20 paces long and to set yourself up, begin by standing. And sometimes you might stand for half the walking period. Standing meditation is one of the four postures, really wonderful way to practice. 
And it can be interesting to stand, feel all of the body sensations throughout from the soles of your feet all the way up. Notice when there is the intention to begin walking. And so we're walking back and forth. And what I like to do in any given 45-minute session, 30-minute session, is to start walking at a normal pace. Just to help this kind of normalize, here we are, okay, we're just walking, we're not going anywhere, we're practicing mindfulness, the whole thing is staying in the body, using the body as the anchor. And then slowly over that period of 30 or 45 minutes to slow the pace. So it could be like five, 10 minutes of more normal pace and then five, 10 minutes of it slower. And then the end, by the end, the last third, you'll be walking slowly. And it can be fun. It can be a game. How slow can I walk? It really helps this refinement, this precision of mindfulness of the body. We notice all of the muscles working, balancing. There's so much to see in the slow walking. Now, many of us, this is for me, true for me, I avoided walking meditation for years in practice. And I think part of that reason is that walking meditation is a little bit harder sometimes. Because there's so much else going on, our eyes are open, there's lots to see, there's hearing happening, especially if we're doing outside. If we're inside, we're with other people who are walking, we have all kinds of thoughts about how they're doing walking meditation and how am I looking, all this thing, you know, all of this. There's more activity often. But the benefit is we need to learn to be mindful with all this going on, right? Translates so directly into our daily life. So really important to do the walking, allow all of that, and to stay in the body. So soles of the feet is a really wonderful anchor to begin with. Just like we're anchoring to the breath today, with the walking, to keep it very simple and to use sole of the feet as the anchor. So of course your mind will wander, there'll be all kinds of thinking, but to come back again and again, just feel your feet on the ground could try barefoot outside if you like, barefoot inside, socks. It can be nice to really feel the texture of the ground that you're walking on. Now, there's another technique some of you are familiar probably with the noting. And noting and walking is helpful. So if you want to play with this, these are silent mental labels of what's happening as we're walking. So the classical one would be lifting, moving, placing. So you can try that, lifting, moving, placing. There's other ways to do labeling. You could just say stepping, stepping, stepping. But those labels, those perceptive labels, the mental notes help us stay with what's happening moment by moment. This sensation of lifting, of moving, and then placing the foot on the ground. And you can feel all of the different ways that our weight shifts on the feet. There's so much to discover. And then, of course, we're practicing patience. We're practicing kindness with ourselves because our, our minds will wander. They'll have all kinds of stories that are happening. We know this is part of the practice. And then when we remember, we simply come back and know with walking there's not much else to do. Sometimes I think we over-effort and we think it should be this complicated practice. We're not going anywhere. We're just feeling the body moving in space. You can keep it very simple very gentle, 
Thich Nhat Hanh offers this beautiful image of walking as if there are lotuses under your feet. So moving the body with kindness, with a kind of delicacy, and then we can see what happens. But really give yourself to this. Explore, discover, yeah, let's see. So first day, I think Matthew mentioned it's likely that you'll feel tired today. So, of course, we want to be gentle, but the suggestion is to follow the schedule. You know, there's less choice points. So if we just devote ourselves with this kind of devotion, this kind of love, reverence, just to let the schedule hold us, flow through the day in this way, no, it's totally okay to be tired, to be sleepy. Right? We're learning about each moment, whether pleasant or unpleasant. Okay. Any other Good. Eugene's reminding me. Yeah. So if walking is difficult, there's lots of other ways to practice the same kind of movement. So even just sitting and raising the arm and lowering the arm. You can do noting with this, raising and lowering. Same impact. You're feeling the movement. You're feeling the muscles. You're staying in the body. If you're, if you're lying down, same thing, you can do slow stretching, same kind of awareness of the body. So that's the, the invitation is to be creative too. Of course, our bodies have all kinds of challenges and limitations. And so to honor those, to listen and to be creative with how you can cultivate the same simplicity of being in the present moment and moving the body in a way that feels accessible, supportive, healing for our particular conditioning. Yeah, thank you for that reminder. Anything else? Wonderful. So we will see you here in the hall. We'll be practicing alongside you today. Good. Have a wonderful day of practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.